Hi guys and welcome back to another ITH podcast. As you can see, Tim is not here today, but we do have somebody with a bit more hair. Please welcome to the podcast, Dean Redline. Thank you very much indeed. Now, Dean, first of all, I think we need to get this out of the way. Your name is not actually Dean Redline, is it? No, it's not, no. Okay, what is your full name? Uh, Dean Bartle. And you work yeah. at Redline? You own Redline? No, what? no, no. I work at Redline, yep. Okay, because yeah. a lot of people go, oh yeah, Dean, who owns Redline? And a lot of other people go, does he own it? Or does he work there? Or is he their social media manager? Because you are yeah. all over social media. Yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. And I'm the general manager here at Redline. So uh, yeah, and I've, people have said that in the past, I think, but obviously it does stay on my uh, Instagram. It'll say general manager, supplying and sourcing the best cars in the world. And that's exactly what you're doing. The reason yeah. why uh, we're down here today, uh, me in particular, is because I've just picked up my brand new Porsche GT3 so thank you no, again you're... for sourcing that for me it's an incredible car it's parked just over there yeah. I cannot wait to take it home it's fantastic I literally can't wait to take it home so yeah. we, there's a whole video about that which you may or may not <laughs> have seen already on the channel so go and yeah. watch me collecting my brand new car but we wanted to have a chat with you today because it's quite an interesting job that you do and you've of course uh, dealt with a lot of YouTubers yeah. um, in buying and selling cars and, and how did you first get into working in a car dealership? Um, that goes back to probably around 1996, uh, where I uh, just worked for a short period of time for Citroen. Okay. Uh, back in the days when we were selling little Citroen Saxos. Right. So that was quite good fun. Um, and then I decided to do that full time uh, when I started working at Volkswagen. So uh, that was Volkswagen back in Bradford, um, where I loved my job. I thought it was absolutely fantastic, selling all these uh, Polos and Golf GTIs and things like that, which was great. Um, I think I enjoyed my job so much and did it so well that um, obviously I was headhunted then to go across to Leeds uh, by a new sales manager who was setting up uh, a new sales staff over there. Okay. Um, and again, I went over there, thoroughly enjoyed the job, uh, and obviously transitioned then went to Porsche. So uh, I just sold the gentleman's wife a car, and it turned out he was the head of uh, Porsche over at uh, Leeds and, and offered me a position with him there. Amazing. So uh, and obviously stuck for a good decade there. So, you know, very good. I sort of cut my teeth, really, in prestige cars at Porsche, okay. uh, working for JCT 600 at the time. And just before we move yeah. on to then how you got into working with Redline, yeah, cars wasn't the the kind of your main bread and butter when you were when you were growing up was it because you you do have a bit of an entertainment background oh it's not something i really tell many people <laughs> <laughs> but you do you're, you have an incredible singing voice thanks M- maybe not today no Dean's, no i'm very Dean's a little bit today, yeah so Dean's yeah. very croaky today he's got yeah. a load of those vocal zone sweets over there that he's <laughs> chomping on um, but you did quite a lot you've got an amazing yeah. voice so i saw um you were on was it supercar nigel's oh uh, yeah we did you yeah went to yeah his birthday party that's right yeah we did yeah and um and yeah. sung a bit there and it was amazing but you used to do a bit of singing and, and i did uh, I, I grew up doing uh sort of shows and things as a kid did you so, enjoy uh, it yeah i absolutely loved it i think to be honest with you that gave me the confidence needed for for my sort of future really and got me where I am today, I think. So, uh, yeah, I used to be on the old holiday parks, you know. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah, right. for Haven holidays at the time. So that no was way. good fun. I was sort of presenter, uh, male vocalist, DJ, that type of thing. Um, so I think I think because I, I didn't have any um, problems speaking to people, you know, I was always quite enthusiastic. I yeah, think, the gift of the gap, so to speak. Yeah, I think, I think that's what probably certainly helped in the early years for me selling cars and, and, and making the progression to where I am today. So with that then, how did you make a move from Porsche to Redline? What was the transition? Did, did Redline I think come and poach you? Um, did you see there was a job available? Or? Yeah, I think just sort of speaking in truth, really, what I did was I I think I wanted to progress my career at Porsche. I wanted to become a, a sort of sales manager and eventually move up uh, to become general manager of, a, of that dealership because I've been there so long. Um, 
and I feel that I'd obviously sold quite a lot of cars every year. I never quite got the opportunity, and I wondered whether it might be because we're selling a lot of cars every year. And you kind of feel a little bit institutionalised when you've been somewhere for quite a long time, really. I mean, it was a fantastic brand, and I absolutely loved working for JCT uh, as a company. Um, and I just felt, because I had enough gigs sort of doing the singing I had, it gave me an opportunity to think, right, this year I can support myself financially. I'm going to take it like a year out. Because uh, obviously I blinked and my kids have grown up very quickly. Right. Uh, motor trade is very, very long hours, so you kind of miss out on a few bits. And I wanted to give my family a little bit of time as well. So I decided to take that sort of leap, really. Um, but it didn't take, <laughs> it didn't take long because obviously you, you kind of have your hand in with motor trade and things like that. And uh, quite a few people did offer me positions. And uh, I stumbled across Redline and I came and had a chat with uh, with John and Rob, the owners of the business. Um, and obviously they obviously seemed to like me and, uh, and offered me a position here. And has um, Redline always been here? No, no. Okay. No, it's been here about 89 years. Right. Um, it's a fantastic story really behind Redline because they've been established now uh, just over 20 years. Uh, so Rob and John set this up um, way back then, uh, selling like hot hatches and a few Porsches and things like that. Okay. Nothing to this calibre at the start, but uh, on a small forecourt quite, quite close by here. Um, so yeah, then they moved here during the recession. They obviously found that quite tough at the time, um, but obviously, fortunately, uh, managed to keep the head above water very well. Um, and obviously, we've been here ever since. So. And growing the business to where it where well, it's it is today now, isn't it? Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, your guys' forecourt. If you're watching this um, mm. on YouTube rather than listening to it as a podcast only, the forecourt is is massive. Like you have cars everywhere. Do you ever, is there ever a time where you're just like, we've got too much, like, where are we going to put them all? Yeah, absolutely. And we, we, we have, and we've, we've actually got two units with about 60 cars in each, you know. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, so this isn't just it. No. So when people come down to Redline, this yeah. is just one of a few locations absolutely, where you have to move yeah. cars by sort. Yeah, so we have to bring the cars in. Um, we just can't sustain business here much longer. We know that and we accept that. And it's a, it's a nice position to be in, in all honesty. But um, So we've actually acquired a new piece of land. So the new Have dealerships uh, come in, and uh, it's probably a good couple of years away, but it's probably about three times the size. So has it really? Yeah. Oh wow! So and it's, it's uh, near to this um, yes. this site. Okay, yeah. so around near Harrogate. Yeah, area. Yeah, it is, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you wanted to come up to Redline, it is unbelievable up here. Like the cars are just <laughs> yeah. fantastic, and you get to meet Dean if he's here as well. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, we'll talk about your uh, rise to fame um, shortly because it's been, I suppose, a bit of an interesting journey for you working with all these YouTubers and your yeah. own Instagram has rocketed yeah. as I'm sure have you helping, you know, with the sales for the business as well because now loads of people are coming in here going, oh, we've seen you featured on Archie's channel or Tom or whatever and they're yeah. coming and buying cars because they know yeah. all about you, which is cool. Um, with the selling of the car side of it, is it is it easy? Is it an easy industry to get into? Would you say you have to have the right kind of frame of mind, or or could anyone kind of go? I love cars, and I reckon I could sell them. I want to give it a go. Yeah, it's interesting that. I mean, a lot of people do obviously send me direct messages asking for job opportunities and things because it is a fantastic place to work. Um, not necessarily. I mean, we've taken on a couple of people recently in the sales team who have not even been involved with the motor trade. Okay, we just saw that in them individually they had a lot of passion for supercars they knew everything about them because they were that excited about it and to be fair you know sometimes it's quite nice to not have someone who's been tainted maybe by the old school type of motor trade because it is changing a little bit you know we have to look at the new version of motor trade now with social media etc um and uh, evolve sort of uh, you know with the times really so to speak so the last two people we've had one was from uh, running park um which is steve who works with us here 
he was sort of a hospitality there okay. uh, and he worked there for quite some time. So That's I, a lovely hotel, by the way. It is. Riding you, Park. you enjoyed Love that, it. didn't you? I did enjoy that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I can't yeah. believe I missed out on going to the spa. <clears throat> I, I should have gone to the spa. You should have gone to the spa. Riding Park spa, you missed apparently. missed the treat there. Yeah, it's you incredible. Did. I'll have to come back again. I'll buy another car yeah. just to go to the spa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, yeah. you don't have to have a, a motoring background no, to get into No, I mean, all I was saying about with Steve was the fact that, you know, he came from hospitality, so he gained great enthusiasm and took off really well because he's good with customers, of course. And uh, even people are going to run in a very similar clientele to what we deal with. And uh, our recent one's Jonathan, who was uh, an A&E nurse for like 14 years. Really? Yeah. So loads of backgrounds. He's brilliant. He's like our in-house nurse. Yeah, I bet anyone feels a bit queasy. Straight <laughs> yeah. to him. Yeah, it's incredible. Good. Well, let's move yeah. on to the cars because that is why we're here, yeah. to, to look at the cars, talk to you about the cars and buying and selling your cars. Like, just how much is just sat in the showroom bit, do you reckon, in terms of million millions of pounds worth yeah, of cars? Yeah, there is quite a few million pounds. There's a few cars that are just over a million on their own. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So how does... Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to put this in words, but what kind of person, obviously a rich person, but what kind of person buys these cars? Do you get lots of people coming from lots of walks of life in, in here buying different cars? Or Yeah, of course you do, yeah. And the thing is, you can never prejudge anybody who comes into your dealership. Um, sometimes it might be a farm around here who comes in. You know, they've uh, they've got plenty of wealth behind them and uh, they just pop in and have a quick look around and they might be the guy who buys the 918. You know, you just can never, ever prejudge anybody. And at the same token, you'll get somebody else who's all dressed up in a nice smart suit. And, uh, you know, so it's it's one of those. You just have to treat everybody the same, really. That's the thing. Do you get quite a few tyre kickers, though? People just coming in and... Yeah, they say that. But, do you know, I kind of embrace that a little bit because it, I think if they, if they come in and it's fairly quiet, I encourage all the sales team to say hello to them and spend some time to come with the kids because at the end of the day they'll go speak to someone said I had a fantastic time at Redline you know they were very accommodating and uh, it just sees us in good light with everyone really and with all the cars that you have um, are they all owned by you are mostly owned by you how does it work in terms of all the stock that you have can someone if they've got a really expensive car can they come to you and ask you to sell it for them or yeah, we, we, we do. Process? Yes, we we can we can do that sort of sales consignment or SOR as it's known in the trade. Um, There's probably only a handful though. We've over 200 cars in stock, so we've probably got about 10 or 15 that are maybe on sale or return for customers. And we we, we tend to just stick to customers we know or we've dealt with before in the past. Do you um, ever get a car that somebody phones you up about or something, going, right, I've got this and I want to sell it, and you go, oh my god, that's incredible! Like we need to get this. Yeah, in the of course show. I do. Yeah. What is that car at the moment for you? Like, is there any that you just go, I, um, I fall in love with it. I don't want to sell it, but we've got it. I have to sell it. No, I think what well, you mean about from a seller return point of view. Well, just I, t- I terms of any car, I any car, you got, yeah. yeah. I mean, I get quite excited still about every car almost because the thing is for me is I go out looking for cars that I like. Really, which is which isn't a bad thing because it's, it, I like the cars with the right specifications on. Um, I think we had a obviously the LaFerraris came; uh, they were exciting. The LaFerrari Aperta, and at that same time, a nine thirty turbo flat nose came that I bought. How much was that? I was more excited about that. Oh, that's quite an that's quite an epic car. <laughs> it that is. Was, it's a really rare car. Is that was? I mean, we still got the car today, but I'm not okay. too fussed about that because it's just an appreciating asset. Yeah, for yeah, us. yeah. But it's uh, yeah, very last of the G50 gearbox in 1989. Uh, have you driven it? I have. Yeah, amazing. It's just cool because I'm guessing. So cool. I'm guessing you get to drive most of the cars that you've got in here because if someone yeah. comes in and says how does this work or what what's this like to drive yeah. you've got to be able to go well this does this and it drives like this and yeah of course yeah yeah perks of the so job it is perks of the job i suppose i mean it's over 20 years now so you get 
a little bit blasé about it. But but that said, I still get quite excited. And other than the classic Porsche, what is your favourite car to buy and sell? Is there something that you just is your kind of your bread and butter, so to speak? Um, I see I'm, you get you get quite a few um, kind of four by fours and stuff, whether it be the Land Rovers, we do, yeah, Range Rovers. Or, I think um, it's nice, really, for customers to come here and they can have a look at all variants of of models and ranges and things that we've got. So if somebody wants a little two seater sports car, we've got it. If someone wants a four seater one, we've got it. Obviously, right through to the four by fours as well. So there's a, a good variety of cars uh, to suit everybody's needs here. Uh, that's what I quite like about it. Is there any cars that stand out for you that have been in the showroom over the last few years? Because I've seen a few on your Instagram, and I wonder if yeah. you're going to mention them now. There was there was one Lamborghini in particular that springs to mind, which you had in not that long ago, actually. It's probably yeah. a few months ago. Any cars that spring to mind? Maybe that one. Ah, oh, you're on about the sparkly car. The very sparkly <laughs> car. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting because I'd seen that car on social media anyway. It was yeah. a, a lady that owned it. It was, yeah, from down in London. Yeah, uh, she's obviously. I mean, the car's quite famous, I suppose. Really, it's uh, so it's just it's covered been in snapped up. It's covered in basically like crystals. Like yeah, diamonds. Swarovski crystals. Yeah. yeah, I think it was something like 1.3 million of them on there or something. Right. Uh, so it's probably the most unique car I've ever seen in my life. I think definitely. And she came it's, to you and said, "I want to sell it." Yeah, I mean, she'd she'd phoned up originally, uh, wanted to. Uh, in fact, no, I tell a lie. She came. I saw her on Instagram, and she'd been looking at Aventadors and and wanting to try finding Aventador. So I kind of reached out that way. So that's me being a bit more proactive, I think, just saying, look, we've got some Aventadors in stock. If there's anything I can do to help, and of course, it just carried on from there. So we got in touch, and uh, you know, we brought that car in part exchange and took an Aventador down to her. Yeah. Did you think when you took that car in part exchange? Did you think we're going to have to take these off? I think the one thing I did do is, and made sure I did do, was take a car transporter, yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure I could drive both the motorway in one of them. <laughs> I think you look quite the, uh, uh, quite the man, Dean, quite the man. And <laughs> you and you managed to sell that car, but you sold it with the diamonds on it. We did, yeah, absolutely, yeah, we did. So we managed to sell that. It's uh, amazing. I Honestly, I mean, she one, obviously, yeah. she had a unique taste, but yeah. when I say unique taste, I thought maybe it might just be her. But no, somebody else bought it, yeah. so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's mad. Let's go into the social media side of things then, because um, I think it's awesome, like, what you've managed to achieve from, I suppose, in terms of uh, being a car trader, not, not many car salespeople will have the social media following that you have managed to accrue. Like yeah. with the help from, I suppose, Archie and Tom and of a course. lot of the YouTubers yeah. um, buying and selling their cars from here. But I think also your own personality comes across really well on social media. Oh, How have you found it going from, I suppose, walk, working at a Porsche dealership where social media wasn't really a thing? No, and, no. and I guess you weren't really allowed to go around the dealership going, look what we've just got <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, how have you found yeah. it going from, I suppose, coming in here and starting to do the social media stuff? Have you enjoyed it? I, 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 yeah, I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. I think for me, it was. Um, it started, I think we had Paul Wallace in. Um, he came in first. I think we were looking at selling him a car. And then obviously Tom. TG came in, uh, and it was Tom actually. At that that was probably over two, just about two years ago in October. It was he came up to buy his F12, um, which was a fabulous car, and uh, he came in and said, "Yeah, you should get onto Instagram and start using it." And uh, and I've never really used it up until that point, I suppose. And then he literally went from zero to hero. But I mean, obviously, thanks to the, to those guys. I mean, the, the idea in my head was. Right, okay, well, let's let's look after the guys and, and see what we can do because I know it's only going to uh, obviously increase the brand awareness for Redline. 
Um, so of course we, we did the cars and we, we got as much as we could on social media and obviously as time evolved you know we sold them more and more cars and obviously nice to say we've become very good friends and uh, yeah it's been absolutely superb over the last couple of years yeah we've been flying and it's great it's good fun working with those guys I mean um, yeah. we work with them quite a lot and I've got to say as well thank you again to BOTB for uh, for helping make this podcast because yeah. uh me getting involved with BOTB, like you, I've now yeah. met you and I've of met course. Tom and Archie. Yeah, and yeah. You know, we all go and have a good time. And yeah. um, and it's amazing. I didn't think I'd ever kind of make friends and stuff out of, no. out of working in this industry. Yeah. So it's lovely that I guess to happen. It is. Have you ever had any nightmare stories with those boys or anyone buying cars? Do you ever get anyone that's bought a car and has driven it down the road and has spun it and gone, oh God, phoned you up and <laughs> gone, I've had a nightmare? Or has um, it been usually pretty good? I mean, we're very fortunate. When I mean, we sell a lot of cars here, you know, we're doing well over 100 cars a month. So. 100 cars a month easy over 100 cars a month yeah wow yeah which is fantastic so i mean obviously we try to our cars are are fairly new so they're within the warranty periods but of course as you know within all these cars there's millions of moving parts sometimes things do occasionally go wrong um you know that can't be helped we do our very best to vet every car we get into stock um but obviously if if there's things go wrong we do our very best to fix them and uh, and sort it out for the customer but that's a very rare instance these days and with um, the services that you guys offer here at Redline, is yeah. it um, uh, warranty? So you can do warranty, even if the car um, yeah. hasn't got a, a factory warranty. Of course. Anymore, you can put a warranty on. Yeah, absolutely. And finance as well, you guys can sort yeah, of Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do all the funding, all the, all the main agents as well. So the big lenders out there. So we, yeah, we can pretty much cover everything as well. Obviously, we do servicing now. We've got specialist uh, mechanics here uh, who are sort of, um, you know, fully accredited at their dealerships and, and worked here. Um, and we just opened up a new one as well. So amazing! Yeah. Oh, so you do every cars. every bit of it. Yeah, we we have our own in-house smart repair uh, for things like wheels, edges, and things like that. You know, it's uh, you'll so, be yeah. wrapping cars next, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> you can never know. Ra- wrapping, never and know. Exhausts. Yeah. wrapping and exhausts. Wrapping and exhausts. I mean, they the, all the YouTubers buy their cars from here. They might as well just drive it round the corner, get their wrap and their exhaust done. Yeah, of you might be onto a money maker. Yeah, if you yeah, start true. doing wrapping, Dean, I want to, I want a bit of that piece of pie. Thank you. Um, Good do you have any funny story? Just one like story that you just love from uh, working here at Redline. A funny story. Wow, I've got millions of stories. Ones that you funny. can tell us, because I'm sure there's a few nights out that you've had with Archie and Tom where... Uh, oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll keep those to another podcast separately, I think. But um, is there anything that you've... like? Maybe a customer that you've met that you've absolutely loved, or maybe it's just the fact that you get to work with these YouTubers and, and you really like that. Is yeah, there I mean, there's, that... there's lots of things. I mean, I, I wouldn't change anything in my working career. I think it's been fantastic, to be honest with you. Uh, in terms of customers, I've got some very loyal, long-standing customers that I've had right from day one. Um, I suppose one in particular uh, lives out in uh, near Doncaster way. Um, I remember meeting him whilst I was working at Volkswagen, funnily enough. Um, and obviously I sold him a car. Um, and he then expressed interest in the, in the up and coming Tuareg, which is obviously going back a fair bit. Yeah, It's funny you should mention Tuareg, it's- actually. I gave away a Tuareg with BOTB. Oh. Uh, last week, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably watching this a couple of weeks in in uh, in a, in delay, but um, yeah. yeah, it was a, a, a awesome car. Yeah, I, I really like them. Yeah, they were Lovely good to drive. They were. I mean, we. I remember taking one out to see him, and of course, I made that transition then across to Porsche within a week of of, of showing him this Tuareg, and then I, I picked up the the phone on my first day working at Porsche, and it was the same customer ringing up inquiring on the up and coming KN. So, of course, I picked up the phone. <laughs> it was very confusing for him. He's thinking, really? Is this you, Dean? You know, it's like, I just spoke to you the other day about a Tuareg. 
and uh, obviously I sold him at a can and he was nice. a lovely, lovely fella. Well, when I went to his house, I mean, I turned up at this beautiful big house in the middle of nowhere. You wouldn't expect it, um, you know, because it's, it's one of them typical stories where you see this scruffy old fella walking around a showroom and everyone's ignoring him. He was that man. You know, he was that guy, and I took obviously took him under my wing a little bit, sat him down, we did some business together, and uh, the relationship sort of flourished from there, really, because I ended up, uh, obviously, as you know, I've just come back from Geneva, uh, but the last motor show I attended was uh, NEC Birmingham in 2003. <laughs> right, okay, a few so years I ago. Yeah, I haven't been to one since then. Wow. And uh, but we were I, talking about Goodwood. You need to come to Goodwood. This I do. Year. Yeah, I definitely will. Fingers crossed. Yeah, because it is. It's an awesome, absolutely awesome festival. No, I do really want to go there. It was good. But I remember sat on the stand the Carrera GT. That holds a place in my heart. That particular car. It was in the centre stage, spinning around, and I stood there, my arms crossed, and I'm thinking to myself, just how amazing is this car? And sure enough, my customer pops along next to me, the same customer, staring at it, and says. Hello, Dean. <laughs> and typically I say, now then. <laughs> and uh, he just says, isn't that a beauty, that Dean? I said, it's fantastic, that car. It's lovely, isn't it? He says, yeah, it's great. So we, uh, I ended up selling him the Carrera GT. You're kidding me. Whilst I was there on the stand. No way. Yeah. And obviously ended up selling three that day, and there was only three left. So I managed to sell all the Carrera GTs uh, on the stand that day. So that's uh, and that customer stayed with you. Yeah. So he since? bought he bought that car. His car arrived very late, two thousand and four. Um, he took that car abroad every year with his wife, um, which was quite a great story. And he's always been in touch with me, and uh, obviously he's retired and whatnot. And uh, so yeah, I still talk to him even now, and saw him the other week. In fact, you know, which is which is lovely to have that relationship with someone for all them years. And I'm guessing you also have customers that fly in via helicopter yeah. and pick up cars because I mean some of the cars you got are worth millions of quid. Yeah, and these guys don't—they yeah. don't—they don't drive around. They'll get a helicopter everywhere. So you get people coming in via helicopter and stuff. Yeah, we've had a few guys. I had old uh, our friend Sam Leach as well. He's down in London. He came up, right? Uh, picked up two cars from us. So Standard he swapped in, uh, swapped in his Bentley and a 911 and took down a, a Ferrari uh, 488 and a Rolls Royce Wraith. Lovely. And stayed at the Rudding Park. You stayed at Rudding Park, of course you did. Yeah, great hotel. Um, and I guess you guys can also do car transportation as well. because yeah. And uh, weirdly, uh, we'll tell this story quickly and then, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. But um, Dean and I uh, actually spoke on the phone. It was back in 2014 or something. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know each other. Dean hadn't really got... A, you didn't really have a profile at that point, did no, you? No, not at all. Um, I don't no. think, I, Instagram might not have even really no, been what no. it is today. No. Anyway, I had a um, Porsche Cayman S and I sold it to Dean. I sold it to Redline. I thought, Redline, oh, yeah, whatever. Like I don't know who they are, but they want to offer me some money for my car and I want to sell yeah. it. Brilliant. And you, about an hour ago, sent me pictures of my old car on yeah. the forecourt when you had it. Yeah. It's just so weird how it all comes around. Full circle, yeah. Yeah. It does. I nice. remember it. It was good. And if anyone wants to come here and buy a car, it's not just the supercars <clears throat> you do, is it? You've got cars from no, all No, absolutely, brackets. yeah. I mean, it's uh, generally sort of cars. What we tend to, to have a niche in is buying hot hatches. So things like Audi RS3s, RS4s, we do very well with them. Uh, Porsche products, uh, especially with the S models, uh, the GTS models, things like that. So it's generally the best of the best type of um, cars that we buy uh, and, and the right sort of specifications, really. So the sort of sub-100,000 pound mark is very good for us. 
Um, we turn over a lot of cars very quickly. Yeah, uh, hundred a month. Well, you t- you said to me the other day, you're like, oh yeah, we did. We shifted ten on Monday. Yeah, we did. <laughs> ten yeah. cars in one ten day. Ten cars in one day. Yeah. I don't think I'll be able to keep up with the paperwork. <laughs> That's insane. Well, I love what you're doing here, and a lot of obviously people do because all the people that follow you on Instagram and social media, they love it as well. And if no, you don't great. follow Dean on uh, on Instagram, you're probably not even on Instagram. <laughs> Because your followers have just shot up. And um, thank you again for, for helping me sort my, my brand new Porsche. It was I, my pleasure, Christian, I, honestly. I'm, I'm really pleased for you, to be honest with you, because it's such a nice car. It is an awesome and car. It is, yeah. And with that in mind, yeah. we're going to end it because I want to go and drive my car home. Yeah. So, Dean, yeah. thank you so much. And thank you for, for hosting us here again at Redline. It is You're absolutely fantastic. Please do go and check out Redline. You never know. Yeah. Have a look on their website. They've got so many cars for sale. There might just be your dream car that you thought... That's actually a really good price. Phone up Dean, have a chat with him, and uh, you never know, you could be sat in your brand new car um, driving it off into the sunset. Yeah. Uh, Guys, thank you so much again for um, uh, listening to the podcast, watching the podcast, of course, if you're on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe to the End the Highlights channel. We'll have loads more content coming soon. I'm sure we'll catch up with Dean again, hopefully at Goodwood. Yes. Definitely Definitely. at Goodwood. We'll get Dean down to Goodwood. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Cheers Cheers for now.